Money is a topic in everybody's small business, whether we like to talk about it or not. Hi, I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. We're going to go deep with tips, strategies, and amazing interviews to embrace the money stuff in your business and to support you on your entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for listening to the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Today, I have my first ever special guest, Christy Lingo, and she's coming at us from the great state of Ohio, where I also live, and she is amazing. She's got an incredible following right now, and she works on productivity, but I'm going to let her tell you all about her. So Christy, tell us, what do you do, and who do you do it for? Hi, and thank you. I'm so excited to be your first guest, Dawn. This is such an honor. But um, yeah, as you said, I am just down the road from you. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I am a mom to two and a two-time entrepreneur. Uh, I have pivoted from working as a professional organizer for a little over 10 years into coaching mom entrepreneurs with productivity. So I say that I went from helping moms to organize and simplify their stuff to helping moms to organize and simplify their time. And even though obviously stuff is physical things and time is sort of an abstract idea, it's the same sort of principles where you need to set priorities. You need to make sure you have a place for things. Uh, There are some things that you're just going to have to let go of because you don't have the space for them. So even though they seem like they might be a little bit different fields, there's a lot that translates between the two of them. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap there. Now, in all disclosure here, I've known Christy for about a year. Um, We've been in the same mastermind together. And so I've gotten to watch some of this amazing stuff just kind of evolve like on Instagram stuff that she's doing these morning fours and some of that stuff. And one of the reasons I wanted to invite her on to kick off 2021 is because I can always make more money, but I cannot make more time. So talk to us a little bit about this morning four and how people can start making sure their days are structured to get the most out of them first thing. Sure. Well, so the morning four kind of evolved for me in the midst of this pandemic of 2020, where I went from having my kids in school and having a bit of freedom to work on what I wanted to work on when I wanted to work on it to needing to figure out when I was going to work and when I was going to teach homeschool because with my kids, like, yes, there's a bit of it that is online and is independent, but there's still a majority of it during the day that is going to be need me to mm-hmm. help guide or answer questions. And so I realized pretty quickly that I was going to need to segment my work from my kids' work in order to make this work. And I've, I've been a morning person for a while. Um, a previous coach of mine, really big into morning routines. And despite all my sort of like clawing and uh, kicking and screaming, she convinced me to start waking up a little bit earlier. And once I saw the benefits of focused work time Mm -hmm. and being able to get what I needed to get done out of the way before like my kids woke up. And this was still back when my kids would get up and go to school. And then I was working outside the home as an organizer, but just being able to have quiet, focused work time to edit a podcast or get my social media content or write a blog post was so beneficial. And 
So back to your original question, the morning four kind of rolled out of this. I realized I was really going to have to narrow down what activities I was working on once the school year started for 2020, because here we are back again. My kids are going to be home until at least May. (laughs) Fingers crossed they'll go back next September. But, um, you know, they're going to be home. And so I knew that I needed to get some sort of structure in place. And so I evaluate my numbers. I lean in where it's most important, where my audience is, where I'm seeing the most return on my investment of time. That's a, a something that I say a lot to my community is time dollars, the return on investment. Where are you investing your time that you're going to get the most bang for your buck back? And once I've determined what those tasks are, then that helps me to create my morning four. And these are basically the four tasks that I wake up and do every morning. Ideally, I try to get them done before my kids wake up. Sometimes it's just before noon, but Mm -hmm. it's basically the four things, which four isn't that many, like four is doable for a lot of us, but it's the four things that I get done before in the morning that are going to move my business forward. If I get more done, that's amazing. It's gravy, it's sprinkles, it's whatever, it's bonus. But (laughs) as long as I get these four things done, I have ticked the boxes in the areas of my business that are the priorities. I've I've made sure that the tasks that are going to continue to move me forward are done. And then, like I said, anything else, my kids go play outside and I have a couple of minutes to do something else. Okay, great. Then I can just keep moving forward. But at least these morning four are done. I love that. So tell me about these time dollars. You know, I'm all about knowing your numbers and knowing your numbers as far as time goes. I don't think that's talked a lot about and or enough. And, you know, in my pricing formulas and stuff, I'm all about recovering your time. So what about the things that we're not actually pricing into something? There are some time dollars there that are costing business owners money. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's this idea of investing. And just like you said, time is money. And where are you investing your time? And I think especially as an entrepreneur, it can be very easy to invest our time in things where we aren't getting a return on investment. And this mm. is especially important when you are first starting out and you might not know where to lean in, or you might not know where. So you're just sort of like splattering it around everywhere. Same as if you were going to invest in the stock market and you you have no idea. So you just put like, you know, money everywhere and you're not sure where to go. But mm. as you, as you continue to develop or you see where your audience is, or you see where your sales are coming from, you start to realize like, okay, well, Tesla is not a good buy right now. That's not a good investment of my money, but Airbnb seems to be a really great buy right now because, you know, their IPO was crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm terrible. I don't know about investing. I'm just saying names of companies, but yeah, <laughs> that I see on the news, but the same thing with your dollars, you know, like if you're not getting a return on investment, if you're not getting clients, if you're not getting um, sales from Facebook, drop Facebook. It's not a good investment of your time. Lean in where it is. You are getting people from a podcast or from a blog or from Pinterest or from one-to-one marketing, from reaching out to people or from people giving you referrals. Figure out a way that you can spend your time dollars, especially if you're like me, where you've got a lot of different eggs and a lot of different baskets just in life because you're a mom, you are running a household, you've got a business. You know, There's a lot of different things that are pulling at you, you have to make sure that every minute that you are spending is going to give you a return on your investment. So from my personal life, for about six months, I was running a Facebook group. 
And I, I would show up every Wednesday. I would do a live chat. I was DMing my members on a regular basis to find out what they wanted to talk about. I was doing surveys. I posted two to three times a day. I was probably spending about three hours a week on creating content, plus doing a live chat, plus you know reaching out to members. And after those six months, I realized it just wasn't perpetuating any sales. It wasn't giving mm. me a return on investment. So despite the fact that I felt like it was a loss, I cut it. I stopped mm. showing up there. I, I told my members like that I'm going to put this, you know, into the vault for a while. I might come back at some point in time. Here's where you can find me if you're interested. And some people did follow me over to Instagram or they jumped onto my email list so that they could, you know, talk to me there. But it really showed that like, and and now I've taken that energy and that time and I've put it over into Instagram, which if I looked at my numbers, I saw a huge amount of people that were coming to my website were coming from Pinterest and Instagram, not mm -hmm. from Facebook. And so I put my time and energy there and it has paid back tenfold. I've been able to add more people to my email list because I'm spending more time in a place where people are actually responding to my message. So that's just a perfect example of shifting where I'm investing my time dollars so I can see a better return on investment. I love that. So I know you're saying that six months kind of felt like a loss, but I have, um, I guess, this idea that it's always a learning Thing, that you're getting something back out of it. But based on the fact that you're a productivity expert, how much time do you think someone should hang in there? Because I know I'm guilty of it and other people are guilty of it, of just, I'll give it another month. I'll give it another three weeks. I'll give it another six months. What does that look like? When do we know that our productivity dollars, that our time dollars are actually not going to return us and we need to shift gears? I think three to six months is a really good amount of time. Um, obviously, a couple of weeks isn't going to give it. Um, I like to think in like quarterly terms. Okay. So, and especially if you're starting something new, you know, three months might not feel like it's a uh, if it's enough time. Especially if you're just getting the ball rolling. If it's something that's new. Um, it might not feel like enough time, but definitely by six months, if you haven't had a sale, if you haven't um, had people jumping on your email list, coming into your community, buying it at a low dollar offer, I think six months, you know, if, if we're talking in terms of like marketing efforts, I think that that's the time when you look for somebody that can either help you tweak it to make it work, mm -hmm. which you probably should have done before six months. <laughs> if it's someplace that you really feel like, okay, this is where my audience is. This is where my audience shows up. It should be working for me. That's when you need to seek out an expert in like a marketing field or a Facebook field or Instagram, social media, or email marketing, wherever it is that you're leaning in, because you can probably figure out how to make it work for yourself with that investment. But I think that if you feel like you've exhausted your resources and you've done everything you possibly can after six months, then it's time to look and see where it is working. Because the crazy thing for me was, despite the fact that Instagram was a minimal effort for me. I was growing there at a much faster rate than I was in Facebook and on my Facebook group. And so the universe was sending a very clear signal to me <laughs> that I needed to lean in someplace else. So that's why it's important to sort of spend the time on a regular basis and look at your numbers. I know you like from a dollar standpoint, from what you're saying, you know, where can you lean in from a money standpoint? Where are you making the money? Where can you try to, to make more, but also from a marketing perspective in the terms of, you know, lean into those places where you have people because 
I was actually just having a conversation with somebody yesterday. Like you can always go back as you grow bigger, as you bring on a mm-hmm. VA, as you bring on a team, you can always go back and revisit that mm-hmm. just because I, I, shelved my Facebook group doesn't mean it's going to be shelved forever. It could be a year from now that things are rolling and I have a VA or I feel inspired to go back to it that I might bring it back, uh, you know, resurrect it and go back to it when I have time and energy or that the other stuff maybe is running a little bit more on autopilot. And I don't want to say autopilot because that feels like you're not connected to it, but you know, I have more of a system in place or I have somebody else that can help me with that as my business grows. But I think that you know, you kind of know, I feel like in the back of your heart, you know, in the back of your mind, in the back of your heart, (laughs) in the back of your mind, you know, when something isn't working and you, and I think knowing your numbers and having that hard data in front of you to say, Mm -hmm. look, you're gaining followers or you're gaining more people on your email list, or you're making more sales by leaning in here. You really should continue to do that. So you can double or triple the amount of sales that you're making where your audience is versus continuing to just spend time and spin your wheels and not get anything in back not get anything back for it. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, we forget there's a little bit of an intuitive part to business where when you're not only looking at the numbers, but you can kind of look at things and kind of feel into them a little. Uh, you are also a, an expert on prioritization. So more so than just productivity, you help people rack and stack so that the number one thing they have to get done gets done. How do you identify that every single day to make sure that you're not wasting your time dollars? So I'm a big fan of the Eisenhower time matrix where you figure out what's urgent, what's important, what's not urgent, what's not important. Um, And one thing that I've done is I've created for myself what I call my trim your to-do list flow chart, which helps me to determine what my urgent and important tasks are. Because I think a lot of times we do urgent. So that's things that have due dates, um, things that have to be done by a certain time. But we also forget about the important things like networking or, you know, sending thank you emails or follow-up emails or spending time with your family, which needs to be a priority, you know, for many of us especially uh, entrepreneurs that have families. Um, So I basically, TRIM is an acronym for things that are time-sensitive, required, impact-driven, or money-related. And essentially, you just roll through. You're like, does this thing have a due date? Is it time-sensitive? Okay, that's a priority. Is it required? Meaning like, Is it part of a project that you're working on that you need to get to somebody? Or is it something that you need to complete in order to complete the next thing on your to-do list? Uh, So then it would be required. That's a priority. Is it impact-driven? So is it something that's going to impact your health? Is it going to impact your family life? Is it going to impact your business in some way, shape, or form? Then yes, that's a priority. It's something that needs to go on your daily to-do list. And then finally, this is one that you're going to like, is it money-related? Is it going to make you money or cost you money. So this could be something like paying your bills, doing your taxes, um, or following up on a sales email or a sales call, things like that. Those are all going to be priorities that need to be done first. And so often I think that we like to do what we like to do, which might be social media or, you know, making a podcast or making a YouTube video or Instagram stories or hanging out with our family, you know, like, yeah, it's snowing outside right now. I would much rather 
rather be hanging out doing a fun walk with my kids. Not much rather than what I'm doing with you right now, Dawn, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, in terms of like waking up and working, Mm -hmm. but I also know that, um, if I get my priorities done, then I can spend the rest of my day doing things like that, that I want to do. So, um, I think that that's, that's what I lead my community in, in figuring out what their priorities are. Is it time sensitive? Is it required? Is it impact driven or is it money related? And if it's any of those four things, it needs to be on the tippy top of your to-dos that day. And then again, once you get those things done, anything else you fill it in with is gravy. That's amazing. I love that acronym. So how do people follow you on Instagram and see your morning for? And I know that you put templates up there also on Instagram so people can actually use your methodology. How do they find you? Yeah, you can find me at Business Savvy Mama. Super simple. And I'm also on Facebook and my website is also businesssavvymama.com. That's amazing. And you also have some really cool tools um, that are available for people as far as getting their kids to be a little more independent. Can you tell us a little bit about some of these amazing tools you have available right now? Yeah. So when I surveyed my community uh, back when the pandemic first started and about their biggest struggle when it came to working and having the kids home and moms overwhelmingly said, my kids won't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> And so I wanted to create something not just for, you know, these times, but for anybody who kind of struggles, whether your kids are young and they're just home because they're not preschool age yet, or you don't have daycare, or even as your kids get older, you know, if they're home in the summer, what is a way that you can teach your kids skills of independence? Because it's not just about them leaving you alone to work, but it's an important life skill for kids to be able to problem solve, to Mm -hmm. be able to work creatively, to be able to sort of solve their boredom issues on their own. They don't need to be spoon fed. And in fact, pediatricians across the board will tell you it's really important for kids to learn these independent play skills. And starting as early as 18 months, kids can play independently. You know, obviously when I say independent play, it doesn't have to be they're in a room with the door shut by themselves. It could be that they're in a little play area by themselves for 20 minutes while you're sitting at your desk typing emails. And Mm. it's a process, you know, there is, especially if you, this is something that's new that you're introducing, it's going to be a little bit of a process. It's going to take a little bit of a practice, but in the end, what you'll get is kids that can solve their own problems, that can cure their own boredom, and you'll get time and space that you need to work. So my course is called Independence Skills for Independent Kids, and you can find it um, at independentkids.businesssavvymama.com. Amazing. And you have a podcast that comes out also. Yes. Tuesdays and Thursdays, the Business Savvy Mama podcast. We talk all about productivity. Yay. But also in the sense of my one goal with helping you to work productively is so that you can spend more time with your family. I'm all about fun. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I have just as much stuff about productivity as I do about fun things that I do with my kids. So it's that's the end goal. I want you to work smart so that you can spend plenty of of fun, intentional time with your family. So we've got episodes on that. And then I also interview other mom entrepreneurs about where they are thriving and where they're like just kind of surviving as a mom entrepreneur so that you can be inspired by that too. I love that. And it is, money is 
of course, my jam, but you know what? Money and time, those are the two things that you have got to manage effectively if you want to run a successful business. I thank you so much for joining me today and for being my first guest ever. This is so exciting. It was super fun. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to hear all the other amazing episodes you have of your podcast. Yes, thank you so much. All right, we will talk to you in the future. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.